Hello, and welcome to episode 98 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm James. 98 is really close to 100. It is. We're getting there. We are Actually, getting Actually, 100 will be like the Christmas episode, right? Or really close to it, yeah, because, yeah, like the 15th or something. Yeah, wow. 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 So if you would uh, like to get at us on Twitter for ideas about what we should do for our 100th episode, you can tweet at us at Casual Tripod. Yeah, you can also hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. Uh, you can drop us an email, show at CasualTryHardMTG.com. Um, if you're looking to pick up any singles from Commander Legends or whatever you're looking for, Christmas presents, otherwise, make sure you use our TCG Player affiliate link, TCG.CasualTryHardMTG.com. It brings you right to the TCG Player website, and there's no extra work involved. And anything you purchase after following that link will get a small sliver up to help keep the show rolling. It'll really help us out. If you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Our patrons get early access to show notes. Um, They get access to a special pre-show that we record just for them and totally isn't us just catching up the once a week anyway. Um, Totally not. Totally not. That usually goes up on Tuesday. The show notes usually go up on Wednesday, and the show is posted everywhere on Thursday. So patrons get access to that kind of stuff. If you are interested, we do have a Discord channel. Um, Lots of cool people hanging out in there talking about all sorts of different stuff. Um, There is a room in our Discord channel uh, specifically for show ideas. So if you guys do have anything you want to contribute, hear about, have questions, you can post up in there. Um, If you have a special idea for our 100th episode, you can throw that in there as well. Uh, There's a link to our Discord in the description. There's a link on Facebook. There's a link on Twitter. And if you can't find that link anywhere, you can shoot us a message, drop us an email, however you may, and we'll send you a personalized link to get you in the discussion. So we have basically two things that are very arena related we want yeah. to talk about uh one is uh the financial side of arena has shown up in the community a little in the last week and then we wanted to talk about something that came up in the discord about like where where are the fun things to do on arena yeah it's kind of popped up a couple times and we've touched on it on the show once or twice but we figure we're gonna we're gonna discuss it today yeah, so the issue of arena finance uh, was kind of brought to light because in the span of like three or four days, like last Monday, right before we recorded, there was a Saffron Olive video where mm-hmm. he calculated that he spent $1,700, I think it was $740 or something, on arena over the last year. Hmm. Which That's is kind on- of insane godly sum of money right and then pleasant kenobi made a video just about how the the lack of some sort of dusting system or way to trade in cards just kind of like ends up bleeding you Mm -hmm. right because you get all these cards that while they might be standard playable don't translate to historic right and historic is kind of becoming like modern and it has stopped being that place you play your favorite old standard deck. 
yeah. to like a place that has its own like metagame. So, you know, your whatever, whatever from like a previous standard. I'm trying to think. That's for Doom. Yeah, you're not going to play that deck in Historic, or right. you're not going to be able to play like Soren. Right. Uh, three mana yeah. Soren as a competitive like I'm going to play vampires like you can play vampires, but you're probably going to have a bad time. Yeah. You're going to get goblin. <laughs> yeah, and it'd be like, woo! I put in my four four goblin and I drew <laughs> uh, my four four vampire and I drew three cards and they're just like, yeah. I, I put, put in my four four goblin and I drew six cards and then didn't have to cast them and they just went on the battlefield. Yeah. I got twenty <laughs> mana. Woo! And you're like, oh, that's less impressive. Yeah. Or the worst is when they get the matron, they get another mm-hmm. one, they yeah. another Mexus, then they sack six cards and they're like, run it back. <laughs> I can do that. That one wasn't this. good enough. <laughs> Those six goblins weren't good enough. The yeah. Cranko that made seven goblins, I need to do that again. I need I just yep. need fodder. <laughs> so we are pretty sure we didn't talk about this last week kind of wanted to touch on like what our kind of financial input into the game has been mm-hmm. and in comparison to uh one uh seth better known as saffron <laughs> olive uh in his 1700 dollars. now he does point out that he is a unique consumer mm-hmm. in that right like he starts making videos about the new set as soon as the new sets on arena. So he has to uh, like have access to the cards to make videos. Yeah. And since he's also making like strange, weird videos. Yeah. He needs strange, strange, weird weird cards. cards. Right. So like we're all, I'm going to look at combustible gear Hulk and be like, yep don't need any more of those than the ones I dra- than the one I drafted. Yeah. Ever. He played yeah. in all Gear Hulk's deck. <laughs> so he needs four combustible Gear Hulks so he can Gear Hulk people. Yeah. Right. There's or- a there there's one more thing to keep in mind and like I don't mean to disrespect anybody and I certainly don't want to you know, talk down about other content creators, but the people that seem to be complaining recently are the people that tend to make lots of videos complaining about magic. This is true. Um, And I don't know how much is that and how much is obviously there's something wrong with the system. Like I think everybody can see that there are issues with the system, but I don't, I don't know how much of it is just complaining because you're a complainer either. Or, you know, we're in, like, uh, the the content doldrums. Right. And it's like, I got to put out four videos a week. Yeah. And if you won't say it, I will. Clearly, your beard is the best uh, beard in Magic <laughs> Esports. Take, well, take that PK <laughs> and Zeth. The best beard is right here. Right here. A gauntlet's been thrown. But gauntlet has been thrown. <laughs> Have you ever gone to Baltimore a year apart and had the waitress go like, I remember you from that beard. I remember that beard. (laughs) Yes, James has. That's right. (laughs) So, yeah, that is true. I mean, so 
the seventeen hundred dollars uh, is ridiculous, and mm-hmm. he bills it to MTG Goldfish. Right. They pay it for him. So, right. so I was not like he's ponying up. Yeah, I would be way more apt to perhaps open two hundred random packs for a, a given set yeah. if I could just if, like expense it to my job. Yeah. Dear Coastal Carolina University. Yes, I would like... Um, 200 booster pack, Kaladesh remastered, please. Chop, chop. So, that is a different situation. But yeah. some of the complaints that have come up, particularly, uh, we've brought up before, the, like, weirdness of the, like, duplicate protection on yeah. rares and mythics is not, um, is not great. Okay, it is not great. Um, so first let's say how much we've put in. I've put in this year between two and 300. I think it's two, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. All right. Um, I don't put all mine in at once. I put money in per set. Typically, typically I only put in 20 bucks. And then if I particularly enjoy the draft format, Maybe when I run out, I'll put in another twenty. But I've—I don't think I've ever put in more than more than forty. And I would say more often than not, I only put in twenty. Yeah. So we had Jumpstart Core Twenty One, Amonkhet, Zendikar, Kaladesh this year. Was Ikoria the fall or the fall set last year? No, no, Ikoria was in May for April. Oh, Ikoria was in May. So was okay, Theros. So, so we had. Theros. So Theros, Ikoria, Core 21, Jumpstart, Amonkhet, Kaladesh, Zendikar? Yes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven? That's seven one. sets, so maybe one. just under 200 bucks. Okay. So I put mine in, like we've said, $100 at a time, yeah. and then I spend about half yeah. on a given release. So, like... For Zendikar, Zendikar was where my spot to put in money. And I actually, on that $50, did 45 or something uh, Zendikar drafts and 35 Kaladesh drafts. Hell yeah. Yeah. Dollar a draft. Basically a dollar a draft. Maybe a little bit less. So, um. Like, we are able to kind of have, like, a longer game in terms of, like, we don't have to have all of the cards in standard to, like, make that super cool, you know, video the first day, right? Or ever. Or ever. (laughs) We never make you guys videos. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I made a video. I posted it. You did. You did. I appreciate that. <laughs> Life was rough. <laughs> Tiny terrorist was like, nah, no sleep. And I was like, dude, no for you. Yeah. No sleep for you. I was like, come on, man. But I don't know. I would, I would think that like, like a, like if you spent between a hundred and two hundred dollars on the mm-hmm. platform, you can get a, pretty reasonable collection and you know in in like a year and you'll be able to do like kind of pretty much whatever standard decks you want 
Yeah, at least, you know, everything of an archetype. Like, I tend to play the same archetypes no matter what the format is. Like, I play something aggro slash mid-rangey, and my colors usually contain black, red, and green. Like, I don't need to get, you know, the random angels or sphinxes or whatever from a set because I'm never going to play them. Yeah. So like that kind of helps too. Like if you're only if you only ever play a couple archetypes then like it helps to limit what you need to spend your wild cards on. And even like with the lands. Um the lands was kind of one of the things that Pleasant Kenobi and Saffron Olive were complaining about was how many wild cards you need to use just to get like a mana base for a standard deck in like I don't really ever play white and you know sometimes I splash blue but I don't typically need like play sets of all the blue duels so I really only need like you know half of the dual lands for a format and that really saves how many like wild cards I need to blow just in my mana base yeah and I think just being able to like slowly accrue cards if you're okay with that particularly yeah. like for like historic, like slowly getting your wild cards through like, you know, taking a season and, you know, getting a bunch of packs and getting your wild cards that way. Yeah. As opposed to being like, Ooh, I have to have uh Aetherworks Marvel like yeah. on the first day. Yeah. Like it's just going to like save you like long-term. Like I think for mm-hmm. almond cat, I didn't put any money into it. I just like got rest in peace, thought seize and collected company. Yeah. I was like, these are the cards that I will definitely play, and I've not put a Rest in Peace or a Collected Company in a deck yet, so good job, <laughs> me. You didn't play any of that Jun Company deck when it was floating around? Nope. Nope. No, nope. That, nope. that deck was sweet. And it had a combo finish. You'd have liked that. Yeah, but then I could just turn four combo them instead, and that was better. Yeah. It's like, oh, you tapped out for a Mayhem Devil? You're dead. You're dead. <laughs> good story. Oh, you thought seized me twice? You're still dead. Yeah. But yeah, like being like being patient, I think especially if you're not someone who wants to put a lot of money into like chase uh, mm-hmm. what the metagame is, like just yeah. waiting a week or two and spending that time like like drafting and slowly accumulating your collection that way mm-hmm. will like let the metagame settle out. So like you can be like, oh man, like Aetherflux wasn't for or Aetherworks Marvel is no good. Yeah. I don't need those cards. No one's playing that card. Right? It's not like in paper where if Marvel's good, you missed your chance to get it at a dollar. Right. And now it's $10. Yeah. On Arena, it's going to cost the same no matter when you buy in. Yeah. So it doesn't, like, you don't have to have them on day one. Yeah. Now, the thing that they brought, both brought up that is, uh, I think a bigger problem, we've talked about it before, is just the fact that, like, the duplicate protection really isn't duplicate protection. Okay, what do you mean by that? Across sets, if they print the same card, Mm -hmm. you are going to get duplicates. So, the temples. Yeah. Right? So, we had. Yeah, so we had the temples. And then they put the temples in the core set. And mm-hmm. same with Fable of Passage. Right? Cool. Like, Fable of Passage, particularly for like uh, for paper magic, 
to get yeah. that card from ten or twelve dollars to six dollars or whatever. Yep. Is good. But the fact that it's the exact same card, even if like the art is different, right? It's the same card. Now yep. for the core set, they were like, oh, we're gonna make them the last rares you open. Mm-hmm. Effectively, right? If you already have them, they're the last rares. Like right. if you can make them the rest last rares, you can just make them rares I don't open. Mm-hmm. Right? Because even right on some level when I got down to five the five temples in the four fabled passages. Yeah. Right? That's 480 gems I didn't get. Right. Cuz I already I already had them. Mm-hmm. It's not like I like look at the like M20 logo and go like, "Oh yeah." Oh yeah, that's what I need yeah. in my life. M19, get out of here. No. <laughs> M20 logo. Like, no, it's this the same card. Yeah. And like when you go through your collection and there's just like a million of a card. Yeah. Right, it would be good if like you could take four of a common that you have 12 of mm-hmm. and just be like, I'm going to turn these four commons into one common wild card. Yeah. And I'll turn these four rares that I already have into one rare wild card. Mm-hmm. Just Man, something great. Just let me get out of some of these cards. Yeah. And even if you only did it for the stuff that you've like, you know, got four versions of the same thing. Right. Right. You've just changed the set symbol. Mm-hmm. Right. Just let me get rid of those. Duress. Here's, yeah. Here's four different versions of duress. Cool. Yeah. There's, there's actually five versions of duress on arena right now. Yeah. Like we don't know. We need one version of duress. Yeah. And the one with the Urza's art. Correct. <laughs> but like at that point, it should just be like a cosmetic. Yeah. It should just be like duress. Pick which one you want to use. Oh, that'd be so much nicer. Not duress, 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 duress. Yeah. Right. Like that's the thing. Like if you think about, so arena has been around for like, like in like open beta for two mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Because it was, I started playing in guilds. Okay. And guilds just rotated out. Mm-hmm. So it's been about two years and think about in like five years, how many like how many pages of duresses are you going to have? Oh, way too many. Like even beyond the like fact that on some level they're like screwing you out of like rares. Right. Yeah. They're also just taking up clicks. Mm-hmm. I got to click through all these like duresses. Well, I mean, I stopped selecting like I used to make it a point when I'd build a deck to change the basics out for like a basic that I wanted. It is so laborious to find a basic that you want. I don't even bother anymore. Yep. Nope. Done. Not yeah. whatever you're putting in. I am good with. I would like to get yeah. to my games now. Yeah. I don't. I it, don't care. It's that like much. a minimum of ten clicks to find the right basic. Yeah. But I like the point of like, let's say you have, let's say you played a bunch of Jump Start, mm-hmm. and you got like Rishkar, Pima, Renegade. Right. Cool. And then you played Kaladesh, and then you, for some reason, bought a bunch of Kaladesh remastered packs. Or you like you drafted, 
and you mm-hmm. got a bunch of Kaladesh Remastered packs. Mm-hmm. So you effectively opened four car- four packs that had no rare in them. Right. If you opened four Rishkar Pima Renegades. Yeah, because they was, do you actual no good. Which I thought was a good way of thinking of it is like, you are basically not getting a rare from that pack. Yep. And like, if you think about like how much a pack is, mm-hmm. like, what is it, 100 gold? A uh, thousand. A uh, thousand gold and a hundred gems, right? Yep. Right? So you open a pack and you already have the rare and they give you a fifth of the pack's value. Right. Right? So like, basically, you got nothing because on some level, commons and uncommons are like worthless. Well, I mean, going back to what we were talking about with if you approach the format of, you know, putting some money in and then drafting... By the time I'm done drafting, I, I may be missing like 20 um, commons and uncommons total from yeah. the set. Yeah, you so, just have all of them. Yeah, I mean, even commons and uncommons are worthless. Yeah, so like basically the proposition there is turn your 100 gems into 20 gems. Right. And some minuscule amount of vault progress. Yeah. So like they're making out like bandits on that transaction anyway. Oh yeah. Right. Like if they did that more often, if they were just like, you know what, we're going to make it so you don't have, so you can't open a Rishkar Pima Renegade in your packs. Yeah. Or if you do, it's just 20 gems. Cause we're just going to mm-hmm. auto fill that you have that card already. Right. Right. Like that would be better for the consumer. Yes. Right. And I mean, I don't think it would change that much like people's like pack opening. No, I don't think so. Like it would just make people feel better when they did it. Yeah. Because I'm sure there is some like small like completionist subset of arena players. (laughs) That just needs everything. That just want to collect, wants to collect them all. So like I can have four of the, the, planeswalker deck planeswalkers gotta get those <laughs> right like there's someone that's doing that and god bless yeah. them like if that's the what makes them happy pokemon on arena yeah exactly gotta catch them all cool right. do your thing but for the most most of us we just want the cards to yeah. go to play when we have them just stop stop giving them to us Arena's going to be around for a while obviously how bad is it going to be when they start reprinting mythics like we had, was it core 13, 14 or 14, 15? Both it, had the same Liliana in them. I was going to say, like, didn't we have like back to back core sets that had the Titans? Oh, uh, like yeah. 11, 11, 11 and 12. 12. Yeah. Have the Titans. Yeah. Like, we've already so, seen Baneslayer Angel reprinted. Right. right. Baneslayer Angel got re- was, is a recent set, but it's from, you know, 14. Uh, 13 or something yeah so how bad is that gonna feel when you already have your massacre worms and then in 2023 course set 2024 has massacre worms yeah you're just gonna be like oh my gosh i can't believe i just wasted like four mythics on this like i gotta i could have other four mythics yeah and like you know magic online the interface is not the best when it comes to, to like put it lightly when it comes to like finding cards and stuff 
Yeah. I feel like Arena is like backing themselves into that same corner where you're okay. like, I want to build a historic deck. And like we said, there's a page of duresses. Yeah. That you've got to like click through to right. like find the card you want. And well, yeah. I know you can like search and use the search functionality, but like, come on, like, I don't need to be like, you know, they, they bring up the little shortcut window. I'm like, I don't need to code to find my <laughs> card. Like, C equals B, comma, like, A. I'm like, no. no I just yeah. need to find the card. So, yeah. like, at some point, they need to, like, collapse these together. Mm-hmm. And it just makes more sense if it was just, like, you have all four of your dresses. Congratulations. Yep. Now, pull down window. What set symbol do you want on your duress? Two gears, please. <laughs> Two gears. Right? Like, they could do that, and it would just be fine. Yeah. Like, I guess there reaches a point where, like, you, like, people would, in theory, like, have a lot of, like, a corset. But, like, the corset philosophy has changed, right? Oh, Corsets yeah. used to be, very, like, very almost, much so. used to be, like, almost all reprints. Yeah. They were almost, you know, almost like a cube. We're like, yep. we're going to take all these cards that already exist and we're going to add like 12 new cards. Yep. And now it's like, hey, we're going to like make all new cards and we're going to put like 12 high value reprints. Yeah. And the cards are going to be like Veil of Summer. <laughs> yes. Veil of Summer. Yeah. Field of the Dead. Field of the Dead. Scape Shift. Yeah. Well, I mean, Scape Shift was at least... Uh, old right but it was right, like yeah. hey here are these new cards that you want to have and then yeah. we're going to throw in some like cards that like for up for paper need reprinted yeah. right but like what if omniscience goes to like 45 dollars in paper again or something right and it's like oh or scapeshift goes to 45 dollars in paper yeah. right and it's like oh well we need to reprint scapeshift mm-hmm. but we don't want to because the people on arena are going to be mad because they've already had their mythic. So what you're talking about is crucible of worlds. Yes. Is 45, 50 bucks right now. Dear God. Yep. Commander people calm down. You need one, (laughs) one. So they're like stupid expensive. And like, if they got, if they printed them in like core 2022, which I guess yep. doesn't exist, right? It's like that's oh yeah, we're not Dungeons getting Dragons set. Yep, right. So they put it in Dungeons and Dragons world. Yep, right. Then people are gonna be mad on Arena because like I already have my Crucibles. Yeah, I don't need these. So yeah, they've right. used the same artwork like every time Crucible's been printed except for the masterpiece. Yep. So it's I mean it's not gonna have new artwork. Yeah, and that was a point that, like, PK brought up, was, like, in paper, we want reprints all the time because it drives prices down. But on Arena, reprints are bad. Right. And is this going to, like, impact the reprint policy going forward? Because, like, are you more interested in keeping the Arena players happy or the paper Mm -hmm. players happy? Well, it depends if you're allowed to play Paper Magic, I guess. This is true. (laughs) But, like, just the idea that, you know, we're going to, change how we reprint or how we build sets in paper because of arena right like it seems like we should fix this before it actually happens 
Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine, like I said, if they were able to move the rare lands to be the last packs that you open. Yeah, they could just as easily make you not open them. Yeah, you'd just be like, you know, you start getting gems. If you have four of them across everything, you start getting gems. And they should just make it like a cosmetic. So you should be able to match them all, right? Yep. You'd be like, okay, you have four. What what set symbol do you want on them? Yeah. As opposed to, oh, you have three of this one and like three Theros and like one core set. So now you've got to have them mismatched. No, just yeah. like, no, just give them all. Like they should just all go in the same like box of yeah. these are temples. Yep. This is it. This is a temple of mystery. Ta-da. Doesn't matter yep. where you got them from. I can't imagine that it changes their bottom line that much, if like at all. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. And, you know, it might be like, you know, maybe not everyone gets to the end of all of their rares. Where yeah. like, I don't know how many people were like me and ran into the like, oh, yay, I get to hit open 10 twice and just open 10 temples I already have. I actually did that today, the ladder reset or whatever, mm-hmm. and I got paid out, and I opened all my Zendikar packs that I got, and all I got was gems. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i I'm almost to that point, I think. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, you just don't have... Like, there's just... I don't know how many people get there, but even if you don't get there, I think it still feels bad. Yeah. Right? So, well, I mean, if you think about it, if you're getting to that point, like those are all prize packs anyway. Like, if you're to the point where the last 20 rares you need are all rares from the like the land cycle that's already been printed, you haven't opened them yet unless you did drafts because they're you know they've been pushed to the end and you have them all. And obviously, you're not going to buy packs to get land cards that you already own you know what i mean you're not going to spend your in-game currency on packs of a set that will only net you land cards so those packs are almost guaranteed to always be price packs right yeah like let's say you're you know saffron olive and you spend two hundred dollars yeah and you just like open a bunch of packs is it like is it is like the yeah it would be like is that like a hundred packs? Just two hundred dollars, two hundred packs? Um, Something like that. No, because right? I think you can buy the bundles, right? The bundles yeah. have more packs in them. But like, like if you bypass the in-game currency and just buy like the land or the, just pay money for the packs. Yeah, I think you get more packs per dollar. Okay, but whatever. You've opened 200, 250 packs. Yeah. Right. Like. Just reward the person by giving them some in-game currency. Right. They gave you $250 or $200 for effectively nothing. Yeah. And, you know, I guess this is like, because I'm old, right? This is like kind of the, like, we now give money to video game people for effectively nothing. Yeah. Like, I want the cool dance on my Fortnite guy. (laughs) <laughs> I want him to be a spaceman and I want him to do the chicken. And you're like, well, spaceman is $3 and the chicken's a dollar. Gimme. And you just $4 dude, please. Yeah, you just give him $4 for nothing. 
Right. One of my colleagues was like, oh, yeah, my son spent his money on Fortnite. And I was like, do, do the costumes, like, make your character have different stats? <laughs> no. It's like, oh, why? <laughs> like, you could maybe convince me. It's like, oh, this costume makes you run faster. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nope, nope. I'll just, just the same thing. Like, I, I want my fall guy to have polka dots. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> does he run faster no he still falls the same like an idiot no right yeah so like but yeah just reward your player who gave you a bunch of money for something that like on some level didn't cost anything for you to produce for that player right right because at some point like you've paid all your production and like you know server costs Mm-hmm. And then Saffron Olive walks up with $200 and you're like, oh man, this is just $200 of like pure cold profit. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Thanks, Saffron. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Instead of your la- instead of all your prize packs just being crap you already have, here's 400 gems. Right. Thanks, buddy. Or here's a wild card instead. Yeah, here's a wild. I think that would be too far. You think so? I think so. Like, Imagine if you got to your last, like, like if you just, like, all your prize packs just became wild cards. Well, no, no, no. I didn't mean, like, each prize pack was a wild card. I meant, like, you know, each play set was a wild card. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, you like open 20 these. packs. Here's five wild or Yeah, five wild cards. Yeah, like, everything that you already have, like, is a quarter of a wild card. Like, yeah. We won't let you dust because part of it, according to Ryan Spain, it's Ryan Spain's who developed part of the the no dusting policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original host of Limited Resources is he wanted to make sure that that there was one less thing you had to think about as a player. Okay, right. He didn't want you to have to think like, huh, do I need to save this or do I need to dust it so I can play this other deck? And then, oh, no, I wish I wouldn't have dusted that. And then you have to, like, start over. He wanted to avoid that feel bad. Yeah. Fine. Understand. But, like, then, like, it runs into the feel bad of, like, now I can't get anything for these. So if mm-hmm. it was, like, hey, if you open past your playset, we're going to, like, give you, like, extra steps on the, like, the the rare wheel. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that too. Right, so... Because basically it's like, hey, this pack is worth, if you already have it, because it's from another set, we're going to give you two steps on the rare wheel as opposed to one for opening the pack. Yeah. Like that would be, I think people could get behind that. Mm -hmm. And that wouldn't be like a difficult thing to do. Right. Yeah. I don't think the economy is unfair to players if you're willing to play. Yeah. And like, that was kind of like listening to both of those videos and listening to both of them kind of rant. That was kind of my takeaway is like I said, I put somewhere between 20 and 40 bucks in depending on how much I like the limited environment. And that's like per release. And that's all I do. I get way more enjoyment out of that 20 or 40 bucks than what 20 or $40 is worth to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I was going to go down to my LGS and draft, it's 15 bucks. Like that's pretty close to the $20 I spend on a release. I get a night worth of drafting out of 
my $15 at the LGS, which I love, you know, I'm not complaining that, you know, drafting in person is awesome, but I get at the very minimum, I get three or four drafts out of that 20 bucks. And more often than not, I get more than 10 out of that 20 bucks. Yeah. I mean, so like the amount of time that I, the amount of time playing like enjoyment that I get is worth way more than 20 bucks to me. So when I was a kid, there were these things, I think we called them movies where you would go, you'd go to a place and you'd like watch a really big TV yeah. And they but would like that was char- like in the before times, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would they would charge you admission and it was like sometimes like ten dollars to go sit in front of this big TV. Uh-huh. And then they would charge you like, you know, seven dollars for three cents worth of popcorn and you were happy right. about it. Right. Uh-huh. And you would watch this movie, this moving picture for <laughs> two hours. Yep. And you were out, you know, 10 or, you know, if you took your wife with you, $20. And then you got like yep. an icy and you're out like, now you're out like 30, <laughs> right? Yep. For like two hours. And so if you like, you know, you know my number is like $50, uh, like, a, a, like a main standard release. Right? Yeah. Right. That's going to see two movies. That's like four hours of entertainment. Like, I will like some night sit and just do four, do just four or five drafts mm-hmm. and like be nowhere near spending my $50. Yeah. And like enjoying the hell out of yourself. Yeah. Yep. So, right. Like it's, if you're willing to play, it's not bad, but I do think that the economy is not great. Yeah. If like, you're just like here, Take credit card. Give me all cards. Yeah. And they're just like, excellent. Cool. Like, I think we're running into a weird, like, observation. I don't know what you want to call it. Like, I think we're a little bit biased because we're in, like, a certain skill set and a certain, you know, time with the game where, like, we've got a routine down. We know how to approach a set release where, you know, can get a reasonable return on investment as far as, like, you know, breaking even in a draft. I think like we're in the middle and we're okay. I can absolutely see people like Saffron Olive and Pleasant Kenobi that are doing, you know, streams and making a living that way and having to have all of the cards right away. I can understand that. And I also think that there's a large group of people, probably a lot of our listeners are on like the opposite spectrum where every time a set comes out, you're viewing it as, oh, I, you know, I really want to play this deck. How much money am I going to have to dump into this game to get enough wild cards to play, you know, whatever, especially after a rotation, you know, how yeah. much, how many wild cards am I going to have to blow to buy a mana base and the mythics I need and all this stuff to play this deck that I want. And I, c- I can understand from those two perspectives where the, the arena economy is failing them. Yeah. Where you just feel like you're priced out of everything. Yeah. I think there was a tweet from cube April and she said that, uh, historic's the first magic format she's ever felt priced out of like mm-hmm. other than legacy and vintage. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, interesting. I, I think also like it does make it hard. Like if you were to just show up to arena, uh, for Zendikar rising, right. 
Like, I think, like, going from zero to, like, a playable deck. Yeah. Like, seems very daunting. Like, you could not really ever, like, touch Historic. No, absolutely not. Also, like, you said we're in the middle, like, win rate-wise and whatnot. Like, our, like, draft plan that we always talk about, like, oh, just draft the set. Like, that works at, like... Like fifty-five to sixty percent win rate. Mm-hmm. Like at sixty percent, you're like break even or just under. Mm-hmm. Right, you will eventually like run out of magic beans. Right, if you're at like sixty percent, because like it's never like the perfect. You know, it's never. I always go five three or four three. Right, yeah. you throw in like the stinker in there every so often. Right. Like mm-hmm. you have to be sixty-five to seventy percent win rate to like go infinite and like go up. Yeah. And like if you're at like a fifty percent win rate, even if you're like at like I three three every single draft I do, mm-hmm. like you're done with your drafts pretty quick. Yes. Right? Like if you right, like twenty dollars is how many gems? Is it like twenty five hundred uh, or three thousand or something? I don't remember off the top of my head. Well, if it, so, I use ten thousand, right? That's fifty bucks worth, right? Yeah. If you were, if you went three three every time, if you got fifty percent, never above, never below, just always three three, mm-hmm. I think that's twenty drafts. Okay. And then you're done. Yeah. And you end up with sixty prize packs. I think you get three. Price packs for three wins. Might yeah, just that sounds about right. You get two or three. I think it's three, right? And so, like you're like you're done, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be you have to be on the plus side of fifty percent. Yeah. And right for some people, they they don't like draft, so like draft is not a thing that they can do to build their collection. Yeah. Or they so might not be good at it. Twenty bucks is thirty four hundred gems. Thirty four hundred. So it'd be seven yep. drafts, basically. Yeah give or take yep so right but like if you don't like to draft or you're not good at it right you can get better but Mm -hmm. that can be a costly endeavor like absolutely a couple one threes and you're just like oh man i have no money left yeah you're just lighting money on fire yeah so like i said i think the like if you're willing to like play and grind like we had someone in discord today said like i have fifteen thousand gold Mm mm-hmm how should I like build my collection? And we were, I was like, I think you should try to draft and just be like, do a draft and then do daily challenges. Right. And like, try to get mm-hmm. yourself up to your next draft. Right. And like, but like my assumption is that you can kind of go like three, three. Yeah. Right. Ideally four, three or five, three, but like, you just need to kind of go three, three. Like you can turn a draft into like, you can turn two drafts into your next draft. Mm-hmm. Right. If you do it with like gold, if you're like, I'm going to spend the week grinding out my quests and I'm going to get to enough for like a draft in this mm-hmm. week's draft and next week's draft gives me enough gems for the draft after that. Right. And you can just slowly build your collection that way. Mm-hmm. But right. Like if you're like, oh, man, I really want to play this like constructed deck and I, you know, I don't want to just like be like, eh. Like, yeah. it's a lot harder. I think that's when it gets expensive. Well, especially 
we were talking about historic and getting priced out of historic. Like there's no feasible way to do that in historic. No, you almost have to have been playing because if you're, you know, if you're the player that let's double it and let's say you have 30,000 gems, that's 30 packs. Yeah. 30,000 gold. Yeah. Sorry. 30,000 gold. You know, if you're trying to play, I don't know, think of like Jund, uh, Jund company, you need four collected companies and four Bolas's Citadels and four Woe Striders. Like those are play sets of cards from three different sets. So you can't just, you know, open cards for, or open packs of War of the Spark and say, hey, I'm going to get my Bolas's Citadels. And you can't just open packs from Amonkhet Remastered and say, hey, I'm going to get my companies and, you know, expect to have a deck out of that. If, and if you're just opening packs to get your wild cards, that's just in those cards, that's 12 wild cards and then six packs per wild card. You're like 100 packs. Yeah. Like, there, like there's no way that's feasible. And plus you your mana base, plus everything else. Yeah, like you're strategically opening like GRN packs. Right. Like, well, I can get my, I can get my fetch, my uh, shocklands there. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. It's not really doable. Yeah, yeah. So there there is a like you know saffron olive is like, what would you pay if you could just buy a bundle of like ten, uh, gold wild cards? And people yeah. were on you know being snarky on Twitter. I wouldn't put any money into this game because of blah 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 blah. Yeah, but then people were like maybe ten dollars, and someone's like, well, that's just like what 10 packs is and it's like well packs are really just ends up being like wild cards mm-hmm. right like if they if they had a deal where it was like 20 wild cards for 15 dollars i think they'd sell a lot of 20 wild cards for 15 dollars you know what i mean um yeah i don't like 10 10 isn't 10 wild cards though like if you're opening packs it's 10 rares it's not 10 wild cards it's 10 rares yeah yeah, but, but yeah. those rares don't necessarily mean they're wild cards. No, yeah, this is true. But like, you know, if it was ten dollars for ten rares, uh, rare wild cards, I think people would be just like, "Cool, yeah, yeah, right." Like, um, I mean, they could also do it like they. I mean, there's already a business model for living card games. Like, if you look at Netrunner or L5R or you know any of those games they're called living card games not collectible card games because when a set comes out you buy the set you don't buy booster packs you buy all of the cards that came out in the set yeah i mean you could do something like that too you know amonkhet remastered came out how much would you pay for all of amonkhet remastered me personally not a whole lot well, it, okay, that might have been a bad example because I also wouldn't pay a whole lot. I mean, I really enjoy drafting Kaladesh Remastered. I wouldn't want to lose that either. Yeah. But or, like, what about a normal standard release? Like, how much would you pay to not have to draft Core Twenty One and just have everything? How miserable was Core Twenty One's draft? Hmm, okay. <laughs> it was no. It was no Ikoria. Um, no. I don't it know. was no Zendikar either. I really liked Zendikar draft. Yeah. I don't know, like, I think it, like, but here's the thing, though, right? Like, if they can get the saffron olives of the world, and I'm assuming there are other people that are just plunking down money, to spend $200 to open, you know, the, 
you know, the dirty word, the loot box. Yeah. $200 worth of loot boxes, right? They can't charge less than that for the set because then you're losing money. Well, I mean, now you're talking an economics problem. Like how many more people, like how many people are you going to get to step up? Is that going to outweigh the people stepping down? Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, we're doing the whole, we're doing like, you know, ninth grade algebra, right? The, right. you know, if, if you charge this and less people buy it, like, is that enough to offset? Right. Right. And I don't know. Like, I don't know if you say like $250, you get the incomplete standard set. I think that's a little excessive, but okay. I, I, I picked that number because like, I mean, they're selling bundles for like, you can buy both bundles for a hundred dollars, right? Usually. Yeah. Cause there's like the, you know, the, uh, whatever with well, the one, like the Nahiri and the Nissa or whatever, or the Nahiri yeah. and the Jace bundle. And they're each yeah. $50 and then you buy them together and you get them for like 90 or a hundred or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, like a hundred packs or like 120. Yeah. And that's nowhere near the whole set. Right. Right. So how many people are doing that? I don't know. Like, I don't think, it'd, I don't think it could be a hundred dollars. I don't think it'd be like one fifty. Um, yeah. I mean, you have a point If people are paying for those packs, then it's like, I guess it's kind of a moot point to, you know, move to that sort of system because it's not yeah. like, I, I mean, I'm not going to pay $200 to have all a core 21. I mean, I'll, no. I'll suffer through a miserable draft environment before I do that. Yeah. I mean, and even like bad draft environments aren't awful. Yeah. Like there's usually like four or five cards. If they were printed differently, the draft format would be like fine. Mm-hmm. And like as long as you don't run into one of those four or five cards, yeah. your draft experience is fine. I'm looking at you, Revenge of Ravens, <laughs> and stupid sleep. <laughs> Not a fan of sleep, huh? I lost so many games to like have the board under control, stabilized, and my opponent in like core twenty is like sleep, and I'm like, oh my god. Yep. You're kidding me. Um, that was he who shall not be named's favorite card. Okay. Does he have a He's nose? A, uh, he does have a nose. He's a player at our local game store. Who's a, I'm not allowed to say his name. Oh, wow. Yeah. He, he asked me not to ever say his name again. But, right. I mean, yeah, like I'll spend three weeks doing a bunch of drafts. I usually get like yeah. super sucked in, try to hit mythic or come awful close. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, all right, I'm done with with draft. And now I'll like play like constructed stuff. And heck, yeah. a lot of times it's like, like I've just been playing historic. Like standard has burnt me. I have not gone back. Standard might be great. I don't know. Yeah, like that kind of brings up a whole nother thing though. Is like part of I forget if Saffron Olive and Pleasant Kenobi both said this, but I one at least one of them had mentioned about like the pacing of events on Arena and how they're just kind of ramming product down our throat, kind of like they're doing in Paper Magic also. But I'm kind of digging the release schedule that Arena has. Like, it seems like we're getting some sort of supplemental product in between every, like, release. And because you're playing so many more games on Arena, 
I'm really kind of enjoying the pace that we're getting by having like we had Ikoria and then we had Jumpstart and then we had Core 21 and then we had Amonkhet and then we had Zendikar and now we got Kaladesh and like I find myself falling into a nice little pattern while I'll you know I'll draft for a couple weeks and then you know for like the next month or so I'll play standard and then Jumpstart comes out and then you know you spend a week or two playing Jumpstart you know fresh limited environment and then you get to spend a month playing Historic. And then Core 21 comes out. And you get to spend a week or two playing Limited. And then you go back to Standard for a month. And then Amonkhet comes out. It it just seems to really break up like the formats for me. Where I don't feel like I'm getting so burnt out on anything in particular. Like I felt like when we had War of the Spark and all that. And everything was just all Nissa all the time. Now things seem to be different. And like we've talked about palette cleansers before, right? where we had like the FNM events or the workshop events or whatever, where it's a different rotating format. And sometimes it's kind of nice to jump into those when, you know, you've been playing the same deck for, you know, two months now while you're waiting for a new set to come out. And I'm kind of digging like the pattern that we're getting into. I've found myself, you know, we just had Kaladesh come out. I don't think I've picked up standards since Kaladesh came out. I've been playing, you know, Kaladesh remastered limited and historic and before that i was playing standard because zendikar had just come out before that i was playing historic because amonkhet had just come out so it's like you just kind of get your fill of a format and then a new set comes out for the other format and i've really been enjoying that so i'm not sure i quite agree with you know the people that are saying that there's too many products coming out too quickly i think the only like thing to kind of like support that point of view is that's what ends up making historic and like arena in general more expensive right like if there hadn't been jumpstart to give us rich carpima renegades Mm -hmm. then your rich carpima renegades in kaladesh remastered would be actual cards yeah, and like that kind of goes to your other point though, where the economy just needs a couple tweaks. Yeah, um, just a few. M- my things. point was more like economy aside. I just I really liked how it's you know pulling focus away from a format, so you're not getting burnt out all the time. Like me and you have talked, I think not on the show, but maybe we've mentioned it on the show too, where like we've said to each other, you know, if it was wasn't for this show, I probably be I wouldn't be playing standard right now. I've just had enough of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the the release schedule that we've fallen into has kind of pulled me out of that. Yeah, it has. I also think that like um the fact that the card's been so pushed recently, you can't escape the card that's getting on your nerves unless they ban it. True. Right? You're like, I don't want to play against Uro anymore. I'll go mm-hmm. to Historic and you're like, Oh, I'm playing against Saltai, oh Uro, cool. <laughs> you know what? I'll no. go to Modern. Oh, Uro, cool. Yeah. I'll go to Legacy, Uro. I will donate a kidney and I'll go to Vintage. (laughs) No Uro! Oh, man, my back hurts. Yeah. (laughs) It's Oko instead. It's Oko instead. He turned your kidney into an elf. Yeah, no. (laughs) I only had one Oko. Why? He Um, made a food. It's a kidney pie. It's a kidney pie. No. (laughs) No, I had to sell my kidney for this Black Lotus. (laughs) Right, but yeah, just being able to get to a different format. But I mean, they're mm-hmm. really like, 
Right. Like if you don't like limited though, like they just kind of yeah. like shake up the whatever format you're in and they're just like, Hey, buy a bunch more wild card. You use a bunch more wild cards. You're like, I don't yeah. want to draft Kaladesh, but I want to play this energy deck. Even if it's not like Marvel, you're like, all right, I need four wrestling hydras and like, I need 12 uncommons. He's like, all right, get rid of all of these. I think you're right. I'll, I'll concede that point to you. Yeah. So if you don't like limited, like it is just, or, you know, your job is to make constructed magic content, which is a weird thing to say. I think our, um, our last topic, speaking mm-hmm. of different formats. Yeah. Is, uh, someone had said like, tell me why none of the, f- there's no fun format on arena. Mm-hmm. And well, one reason is, uh, because, uh, they've printed cards in 2019 and 2020. Uh, <laughs> good point. And they, ju- and they just forgot what the design principles were that made the game really popular from like, I don't know, 2013 to 2017. Yep. Right. Uh, you know, I don't know. Energy aside, like if you were to throw energy <laughs> out of that, you'd be like, Oh, these are some great designs. Cool. Yeah. Right. But they kind of forgot what made the game good. Mm-hmm. Right. But there are still places for you to find fun games mm-hmm. of magic on arena. And the first place I say that you can go to have fun is where there are no ranks. Cause the thing that <laughs> often stresses me out and makes it less fun yeah. Is watching that stupid little graphic tick down. Oh, yeah. After all. Watching your rank incinerate. Yeah. Now, I understand that, you know, the unranked cues, for some reason, aren't just, uh, what, what was that? Uh, ladies looking left tribal. <laughs> like, they're yeah. not just people, like, playing fun decks. It's just, like, People D-Gen. practicing their good decks before they get on the ladder. Yeah, just DGens playing mono red constantly, and it's, like, Dude, like, yeah. let's 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 agree to like not do anything until turn three. Can we? <laughs> right. Let's have gentlemen's agreement. Well, you need you need to have chat in order to make that happen, yeah. though. We don't have chat, so hey, we're we gonna have fun. No, damn it. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, but right, like the the answer to this, I think, a lot of times is like brawl. Mm-hmm. Right, where you can just go and you get a variety of play experience, both because you're playing singleton and because you're playing against a lot of different decks that are built differently. Yeah. And also like brawl is more appealing to like more casual minded people in general. So you're not going to get people that are, you know, spending their time hanging out in the ladder in the brawl queues for the most part. Or even if you do, right? Like what is the point of making the best possible brawl deck. Yeah. It doesn't increase your rank. Nope. Maybe it helps you like get to your four wins for the day like yeah. ten minutes faster. But like yeah. there's not some like I'm sure I could go find like top brawl decks somewhere on the internet. Mm-hmm. But I don't think people are like scouring the internet for what they need to like, what net deck to bring to like brawl. Yeah. Like I'm just going to play brawl today. 
I had a quest that was cast four hundred or cast four hundred, cast four hundred, cast four green forty green spells, some yeah. multiple of ten. I'll get there. It's forty, and I was like, I'm just gonna put together like basically a mono green brawl deck, mm-hmm. and play brawl till I cast forty green spells. <laughs> cool, and that's what I did. Yep. Now, I will a hundred percent. If you have a mono blue commander. I am, I don't know, 70% to like concede to you on the first counter spell. <laughs> About 90% to concede to you on the second counter spell. Yeah. And 100% to concede to you on the third counter spell. Yeah. I'm so, just like, nope, real this quick fun. story. Uh, we had Historic Brawl as the FNM event last week. Yep. And I built Scarab God because okay. I wanted to reanimate things except there was a whole bunch of spells that I wanted to play and not very many creatures. So I thought to myself, oh, well, how can I make Scarab Guide good? Oh, I'll just reanimate my opponent's stuff, right? So I filled my deck with like mill and interaction and stuff. And I think my entire event lasted four minutes because my whole deck was removal, mill, and counter magic. And I would counter something, kill something, scoop. Counter something, kill something, scoop. (laughs) Yep. Like yep. <laughs> as soon as as soon as I as soon as I'm like god this isn't fun I'm like concede. Yeah. There's no point in me continuing. I've made someone perhaps happy because they got their win. Yeah. And I have made myself happy because I'm not playing against Ashiok anymore. <laughs> or Baral. Or Baral. Oh my god. Baral's in the they had to ban him in one v one commander. Yeah, I think he was banned for that for that event too. Okay. Yeah. Or like you know, Teferi Time Raveler. Like, come on, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> no, oh, thank you. Don't even want to see my opening hand. I'm done. I know it's gonna happen here, and it's gonna suck. Um. <laughs> so there's that. You have down here that you have snap conceded like on a Mulligan. You get you get yeah. a you get a free mulligan and brawl, but like if you're gonna I, go to six, no, done. Well, I, I, a lot of times I won't even mulligan. Like I'll see that my hand's terrible and just just pack it in. Hey, that free mulligan. I, I don't is even faster. want to think about it. The free mulligan's faster than going probably back in the queue. But yeah, going to six, nope, concede. Yep. yep. Right. So like, I think you can kind of set yourself up that you can you know, find the kind of matches you want to play. Now, like I said, you know, the best of one unranked standard or historic cues is just like a sea of mountains and sadness, right? (laughs) Like that is not going to be like where you want to go to just like relax and goof off. Yeah. Right. Cause your opponent's going to be like, you're dead on turn four. And you're like, dude, I, (laughs) I played a Satessan champion. I just wanted to like, you know, <laughs> relax here and like, you know, put some pants on him and draw some cards. You're dead hundred four. It's like, okay, cool. One one of us needs less Red Bull, but thank you. Cool. It's right? the one with all the mountains. Yes. Right. But right, like I think you have to know that like that cue for whatever reason is that. Yeah. Um though again, tinfoil hat, I have like put in all the pro red creatures after playing its mono red like eight or ten times in a row 
and been like, all right, Cerulean Drake, let's it's go. Your time to shine, bro. And put him in, and then it's like, no. no. Now it's all tiny bones. Yeah, now it's all... T- <laughs> it's like, no. No, 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 no. What? I didn't play against any of these other colors. What is this? All right. <laughs> so the other thing I look forward to in the place I'm like most likely to like get all 15 wins for the day mm-hmm. are the F&M events. I, I agree. I love the FNM events, mainly because you don't have to buy into them, I think, is why I like them a lot. Um, they're different than the festival events. And I guess we can talk about this when we get to the festival events. But yeah, I really like the FNM events, too. Right. So one, they give you like some weird format that mm-hmm. you would not otherwise be able to play. Yeah. And... Right, you get players playing those formats who might not normally play them. Right. So again, maybe there is a reason to have the like best possible historic artisan deck. Mm-hmm. Right. But there probably isn't. There's people aren't net decking. They're like, you know what? I really like um, improbable alliance. I'm gonna make an improbable alliance deck. Mm-hmm. And that is the thought process. Right. Right. It's not like, oh, man, how can I squeak out the like highest possible win rate with my Improbable Alliance deck? It's like, <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? Improbable Alliance and uh, Ominous Seas. I'm going to do that and cycle a bunch of stuff. It'll be fun. Yep. And that's what they do. And so like you can be like, oh, I really like, you know, putting pants on things. So I'm going to play like some like hexproof auras deck yeah cool that's what we're gonna do yep and you can just do that and have fun mm-hmm. and again there's no rank so there's no stress there's no like entry fee so you're not like oh man i've got to break even yep there's no loss requirement so you just play till you're done you're not yeah and you're just you like know. you know what i'm gonna sit back and do this and just not worry about stuff Right, and I think that's that's great. So the uh, the next kind of group of like uh, things are the festival events. Yeah, these ones are kind of all over the place. Um, I like the festival events less than I like the F and M events. The first difference is that the festival events cost some form of currency to enter, usually some amount of gold, which I'm not like always fine with. A lot of times, I mean, we just spent a whole bunch of this episode talking about how we approach like the release of a set and how we're trying to get as many drafts in as possible. So I like to try and save up my in-game currency for more drafts. I don't really love that, you know, I need to spend some of that gold on trying to, you know, win games with a pre-con deck to get like some alt arts. Yeah, those are, those are, like the the when they do a special event that is just like play this precon brawl deck, yeah, like for free. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But if you're like, hey, pay me money so you can play a C minus deck, right? Or you know the like, or when there's one that like clearly feels better, right. And then people are like, then they have to come out and be like, oh, the win rates were really close. And it's like, I played the games. I don't care. 
Yeah. Like, I know one felt bad. Right. But like that for free in good. Mm-hmm. Good on you. I haven't played him. Like you said, like I would rather save my gold for drafting. Yeah. But like if you don't mind plopping down 500 gold to have like access to a like low stress, presumably different format mm-hmm. with, you know, Hey, it's block constructed or whatever. Yeah. Then great. Like, I think that is like, that is a good place to kind of go. I was just going to say, I don't think I did any of the Zendikar. Um, none of the card styles were worth the time and money combined to me to put effort into it. I did do whatever the most recent one was where you could get the fatal push promo. Yeah. I um, am of the mindset that like, if I want that art, eventually yeah. it'll show up in the store. Does it though? I don't know. It's going to. Like, I don't recall seeing too many of the alt art stuff. Normally, it's just the card styles. Fair. It might be. Or I'm just not going to have it, which I'm also cool with. The yeah. thing I miss that they haven't done in a while, like I think in February they did it, uh, maybe, mm-hmm. was um, like the Omniscience draft. Yeah. Yeah. They can they get my yeah. money for, to draft divinations that I get to cast for free. Yeah, I don't think they did that. They haven't done that in a long time. I was doing omniscient drafts in a hotel when we were at yeah. an event. Yeah, uh, that's a that was in February. Dumpster fire open. Yeah, I haven't done one of those in a long time. Yeah. So that's the last one I remember doing because, like, I look forward to those as like, all right, sure, I will like spew money on this deck that's going to be forty cards. Yeah, of just random stuff. <laughs> I'm going to have five cards I'm not going to play. But like any any format they want to just be like, yeah, here, here's uh, the Omniscience draft, I'm in. Yep. I'm like, cool. I actually tried to get our LGS to do that. An Omniscience draft? Mm-hmm. I got to explain the concept. I was like, yeah, like it would just be something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the world ended, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then... I've not done any of the pay to enter events. I recently looked at it and thought like I could totally go four three mm-hmm. and like you know, make my money back, get my three uh uh IRCs. No, ICRs. Yeah, ICRs. And call it good. Mm-hmm. But the reason I brought these up is I watch uh I've taken to less competitive magic content so i've watched a lot of like mtg goldfish <laughs> stuff and okay. Krim is the only person i know of that plays the events the mm-hmm. like pay to enter cues yeah like the oh the challenges and stuff yeah not a, like just whatever they're called like they're yeah. almost like the league where you like you yeah. know seven wins with your with your best of one deck or three losses or five wins mm-hmm. and two losses with your best of three deck. Mm-hmm. He plays those all the time. Mm-hmm. And the like format in there yeah. always seems to look very different than what I see on the ladder. Okay. And now granted like you're playing historic and goblin shows up or whatever. 
But it's not like he just plays four straight matches of goblins. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, there's there's variety to it. Yeah, I've uh, done those once in a while. I don't do them very often. Normally, it's like, you know, if I'm a thousand gold short of getting another draft or something, I'll jump into one of those to try and earn a thousand gold real quick. Yeah, see, we're we're at that. You're you're at the uh, hey man. I'll totally just be positive on this. It's just, it's just <laughs> easy money. <laughs> it's easy money. Pfft. I got two pro points. I learned a thousand gold. I'll totally be positive. <laughs> Does it matter? Well, I mean, they're pretty easy to come out positive on, I think. Yeah, I think at like four wins in the best of one cues, you're like, that's even. Yeah. So, and I think it's three wins in the best of three. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it's also like if you've already done your challenge for the day or whatever, it's uh, like the only way you have of earning gold real quick. Yeah, this is true. No. So those are all the like kind of ways I look for. Like, I think if you're not having fun, there's something on Friday typically for mm-hmm. you to have fun with, except for when, you know, Momar big, big breaks. Ugh. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that one. Yeah, Momoyer gets a little old, but yeah. it is just like brain dead. Like, yeah, there's part of me that's like, oh, hey, I spun the wheel and I got I got the grizzle brand and you didn't. I'm a genius. I win. And when yeah. you spend the grizzle brand, you're like, uh, concede. And you just go to the next one. Right. Like, you yeah, just like wash it away. That's like that's not what magic is about for me, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, there's there's almost no strategy to Momir. Every so often you have to attack. Right. And that's about <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, I, oh, is, is this a format where I skip my two drop, or is this a format where I play my two drop? Yeah, that's about the only, like, strategic choice. That and, like, which lands to play. Because, yeah. like, the people that are super, got super deep into Momir on, like, MTGO. Yeah. Like, they figured out which land, which mana symbol was on the most activated abilities. Yeah. So they were like, oh, you have your, you should play this land and discard yeah. this other land because there are more red activated abilities than any activated lane in the game or something. So you need more mountains. Yeah. And it's like, you have gone too deep. Too deep. <laughs> Science has gone too far. Yep. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah, you're just supposed to show up and like click click the little icon and get a dude and right. be like, oh, I wish I had a mountain here. Meh. <laughs> it's fine. This Bend activated ability is like a creature you control gets like plus one plus oh. Big deal. I don't think it's going to come down to like people just playing random eight drops. Yeah, I mean, let's start making three drops. See if you can get a dryad of the Elysium. So I think they're are fun formats but just Mm -hmm. like um like i tell people with movies right i have a wide range in taste in movies and sometimes my taste in movies skews to like the bad but -hmm. that's because i set my expectations yeah right like i know that if i go to watch resident evil Mm -hmm. i'm not expecting high cinema i want mila (laughs) jovich and zombie kicking. Yep. And the movie gives me both of those. 
sometimes in varying degrees of goodness in the Resident Evil series, <laughs> but I get Mila Zombie, uh, Mila Jovich, and I get zombies that are kicked. Yep. Cool. I can like this. But if I'm like, I want to watch a good movie, right? Like, I'm going to, like, watch Parasite, and I want to get the feels that I want to think, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I can do that too, but I'm like, I'm not expecting Mila Jovich and zombies. Like I'm, right. I'm, I'm experiencing a different thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that like magic has enough range and arena periodically gives you a chance to kind of experience all of the range. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah, depending thing, on like what kind of time frame you're talking about. Yeah. Right. Like if you really like historic brawl, uh, about once a month that shows up as like the FNM at home format. Yep. And or if you really like the historic artisan or just the artisan event, that's going to show up once a set release, maybe maybe like twice or something where Mm -hmm. you're going to have an opportunity to play that. Right. It's like finding the thing that you like to do that like is there all the time. Mm -hmm. Or like finding the thing that you don't like about a given thing. Right. Like. A lot of times, like, I just don't have it in me to, like, deal with, like, a bunch of losses. Right. So, like, I don't want to deal with, like, rank at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to play till I reach my four wins and uh, my quest. And my quest is cast red spells. I'm going to take my standard mono red deck <laughs> that is no longer standard legal. And I'm just going to run it into things in the best of one queue. And that's that. Mm-hmm. fine so and it's like you know what i'm gonna do the thing and i'm not gonna stress about any of it and like if i lose a bunch in a row eh, it's fine yeah so like finding the thing that you're like i don't enjoy this and it might just be like i don't enjoy the style of game that's getting played in this format right now like well then find a different format hopefully now right. granted if you hate uro he just follows you around not in standard anymore but he just <laughs> follows you every other format every other format you're just like oh god but yeah i think there is something for everyone it's just mm-hmm. like being able to find it yeah i agree so like don't don't give up on it because like you know standards bad or other like you might really really like, like i said historic brawl and it's just like okay i've got to find my chances to like play that or you know get in the mindset of like i need to get more wins in these other formats so I can get more packs so I can like get more cards for my brawl deck. Yeah. Right. It's like, okay, I'm doing this cause I really like playing brawl and I want uh, whatever that Nyx is it. Nyx, whatever. Nyx Blue ancient. Nyx Blue. Yeah. I had one of those out today and I activated a uh, castle Garenbrig and it gave me 18 mana. And I was like, Oh my God. Could you spend it all? Yes. Wow. I spent it all. I did it, and I, like, cast, uh, like, uh, a questing beast, the fight mammoth, and I had a Vivian yeah. on the battlefield, and I had down her so I could go get, like, a Kogla. Wow. And, I cast, and then I cast, like, two more creatures after. <laughs> like, I was like, I got done. I was like, oh, I still have, like, eight mana left. Well, <laughs> Stone coil serpent. You eat up the rest. He was like, whatever. Was like, this is ridiculous. But, like, yeah, you just find your spot. And, like, you know, it's... I hit Mythic in Limited 
every so often and like but i don't really care about rank so like don't stress out about that so with all that we yeah, were very that. arena focused today i think we have a show we do have a show so if you have any ideas for future shows because we are in december where we are typically uh magic typically slows down yeah, we we are certainly late on content. I don't think I I don't think I have anything on the books for episodes. Um, I'll have to verify that, but we need ideas. Let us know what you want to hear about. Yeah, unless you want like a card by card breakdown of a Bob Ross secret lair. Ooh, Ooh. A pretty oh, little at, tree on that mountain. Yeah, look at that happy little tree. Oh, that's a that's yeah. a little accident there. That's um, right. You can uh, tweet at us at Casual Tripod. Yep, you can hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. You can also drop us an email, show at casualtryhardmtg.com. If you're looking to pick up any singles or Christmas presents or, you know, whatever, do your, doing your holiday shopping. If you're looking to get magic stuff, please use our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Um, anything you use after or anything you purchase after following that link, we'll get a small sliver of to help keep the show rolling. If you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casual Don't forget about our discord channel. There's a link in the description. There's a link on Twitter. There's a link on Facebook. If you can't find a link, link doesn't work for you. Shoot us a message, drop us an email, let us know when we'll send you a personal invite to get into our discord. Again, show ideas. If there's something you guys want to hear about, please let us know. And with that, we will catch you on the internet. We'll catch you on the internet.